What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Hope all you out there in Bulls Nation had a great weekend. Happy Monday. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That's right. Twitter. Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys, Will the Goat Gottlieb, Will underscore Gottlieb, and Big Day Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We got our guy, Kev Wells, on the controls producing for us today behind the scenes. Um... Lots to get to because lots of things happened over the weekend. Um, Will, you and Mark got to some of it in your HQ edition on Friday. The breaking news that the Bulls did, in fact, bring back hometown kid and our guy, Ayo Desumu, on a new three-year deal. We will talk a bit more about that. Also, the fact that their three uh, two-way deals have been claimed. Uh, Bitim, the uh, Turkish pro- uh, product, getting that last spot over Javon Freeman Liberty, who after Will and Mark finished their Friday show, signed a two-year or a two-way contract with the Toronto Raptors. So we'll talk about all that coming up on today's show. First and foremost, though, gentlemen, how we doing? Will, safely back from California. Have yourself a nice trip. Safely back. It was a great trip, but it's great to be back in the humid, muggy city of Chicago. It's great to be back. I'm positive vibes only. I'm rebranding this year as positive vibes only. I don't think you know what that means. <laughs> I like it. It adds a little, adds another element. Okay. All right. Well, um, here, I got, I got a couple things to say. I got a couple things I got to say. So this weekend I, I spent, I was in Michigan this weekend. First of all, shout out to the city of, shout out to the city of Detroit. Shout out to the state of Michigan. Or as Matt called it, what you call it, the mitt? Is that what you called it? The mitten. The mitten, yeah. Just to tell you, nobody has ever heard of that. <laughs> Up there. They, they, they had no clue what that was. Maybe, <laughs> maybe none of the people you talk to. Definitely none of the people I talk to. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, but I had a great time. It, it was cool. I wasn't there long, but I had a, I had a great time. Uh, second of all, shout out to uh, my guy at uh, enterprise car rental here in Chicago who told me while I was there that he was a big fan of the show and told me he really likes the show that we do here and he enjoys it. Uh, he thought I was switching up the way I talk uh, when I was talking to him instead like, like I talk differently on the show than I do there and that is damn sure not the case. <laughs> I sound to say everywhere I go. He caught me at a time where that was my second car rental place I had made a reservation at and they told me they didn't have any cars. So I was not in the mood for jokes and, and laughter <laughs> at that point in time. So it wasn't a lot of words coming out of me. My vibe was completely off. But trust me, bro, ain't no switching here. I wouldn't have had his job if I was switching up the way I speak. Uh, but shout out. Thank you for enjoying the show, brother. Thank you for that. And last and last but definitely not least, I want to send a big, big shout out and love to my nephew, Evan, and his new bride, Emily. Uh, they got married uh, in Detroit, which is why I was there. It's a beautiful ceremony. Uh, it was wonderful just to see those two people um, that in love and in like with each other. Um, Evan, you know, I love you. Very proud of you, brother. Emily, I love you. Um, and man, it was, it was great. And I wish you all nothing but the best. And yeah, I love you all both. And congratulations. It was an amazing thing, man. And yeah, can't can't wait to see how y'all marriage grows. So shout out to both of y'all. Mazel tov. Wonderful. Love weddings it. are such happy occasions. Love it. Family weddings, mm-hmm. the best. Uh, yeah. But wait, and I we need amazing, the end the of the Enterprise. 
we need, I, well, no one's no one's shocked to hear that. But we need an end to the enterprise well, well, story. So you said that. it was the second car rental place you went to with no cars. So what? Like, yeah. how did you end up actually getting where you needed to go? So after I left him, because he told me it would be a twenty minute wait to see if somebody was going to bring back a car, and nobody did. Then he was like, "Well, there's no car, but we got a van. Here's a van, and there's going to be extra money." And I was like, "He told you to get in the van. That that is." He told me to get in the van. He told me get in the van. Yes, he did. Will get in the van, and we were going to take the van, and then we're fighting words. I was going to ask. (laughs) I was going to add my brother to it, and I was going to be another extra charge. And I was like, "Okay, we're going. Let me go to the airport and just rent a car because I thought that would be simpler." Did the same thing, got a reservation, called over there. They told me it would be there. When I got there, they told me they had no cars available. <laughs> so that was my third place I went to where they told me I had no cars available. So renting a car is very, very hard, uh, uh, looks like, in the city of Chicago. So in the end, I just ended up driving my car uh, there, which was fine. My car can make it there. It's just I'm always more comfortable taking a rental car. But it wasn't a big deal. It was only, you know, four hours there and back. You know that, Matt. So it was just quick four hours there and back. Wasn't a big deal. But yeah, man, renting a car is tough. Like, don't make a reservation because even when you get there, they won't have a car for you. And I'm playing that Seinfeld episode in my head the entire time. Like, wait a minute. I was like, you know, you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. How to hold it. (laughs) Right. And the holding is the most important part. Anybody can take a reservation. Like, it it was a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't understand it. So it was me there for 15 minutes. Basically calling them dumb and stupid for for what what they were doing because it made no sense. Like it made no sense. Like we don't have phones here. You can't call all over here and find out if you have a car available. I was like, so people just make a reservation on your site and then show up, and if you don't have a car, they just screwed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's bad business there, buddy. So I won't be renting a car um from those companies uh anymore. I won't say their names. Uh, because I'm not going, we might have to do something for him in the future, <laughs> but, but yeah, man, but shout out to, um, my guy at enterprise. He, he wasn't a part of it. Shout out to my guy at enterprise. He, he, uh, was nice. He really liked the show and he really enjoys uh, what we do. So shout out to him. Shout out to shout him. Out. I mean, you could have just shared a van with Marco. He's heading out of town. <laughs> I mean, I don't want nothing. No, no, no. The van I got him. Mm-mm. I ain't riding in that. <laughs> that is room for one. <laughs> one person and one only. And he got his. And he out of here. The, no, Marco's good. We got there. Trust We got there safely Man. and soundly and had a great time. I, You know what? Uh, I, I'm glad you made it there and made it back and had a wonderful uh, you know, time with your family and watched some loved, one gets, loved ones get married and all that. I am a little sad that I wasn't there to see the rental car part go wrong for you because <laughs> it sounds like it got you pretty aggravated and... I feel like seeing Big Dave aggravated about some just mm-hmm. everyday life thing that aggravates the rest of us normal people on a uh-huh. daily hourly basis is like is like seeing a unicorn. Like I well, Matt, I don't I don't get to see upset slash aggravated Big Dave as much as I would like to because yeah. I you know I just feel like it would it would just level the playing field of you know me being upset and annoyed and aggravated about. I was about to say, did you guys have like freaky Friday situation? <laughs> well well the difference is like when i get upset at stuff like that it doesn't make me yell you know it doesn't make me get higher i get calmer and i just want to i just break you down with facts like when you try to lie to me and i know you're lying to me 
You know what I mean? I will, I will break your whole thing down. So that's what I was doing at that Midway Airport was breaking down their whole everything. They would, I was like, oh, really? That's what that says? Could you show that to me in writing, please? Where is that? I'd like to see that. Bring that up for me right now and show that to me in writing where it says that. I'll wait. <laughs> I have nothing but time. Please take your time, sir. No, I don't want your card. You don't have a phone number on your card. Why do I want your card? No, I don't want your card. You can keep your card, sir. <laughs> like, so it just gets that. It don't get loud. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't get loud at them, bro. It's not it's not worth that. You know what I mean? But I will check, I will check the shit out you in a very calm manner. <laughs> did you did you use a fake name to make the reservation or did you use your name? <laughs> No, I did not. I did not use a fake name to make the reservation uh, at all. Everything was real. Um, it, was, it was just it was the guy tough. behind and the under- counter recognizes mm-hmm. you. You got to take advantage of that. You got to say, "I demand the celebrity status <laughs> service here." I'm big. That's how I got the van. CHO, damn it! <laughs> that's how I got the van. That's, that's how the van came out. You know, you that only know, works I, in the airport really lounges. Does. That only works in the airport lounges. <laughs> Yo, he, he tried. He, you know, he wasn't in the airport. The guy I'm talking about who, who recognized yeah. me, he wasn't in the airport. He, Enterprise was, was, you know, their own standalone business. I drove over to Midway, which was like 20 minutes away from that place. So I just want to tell you, it wasn't his company. He had nothing to do with any of this at all. You know, he really did try to make sure I had a vehicle together. So he put in the effort. So shout out to him and, and that company over there, Enterprise, man. But the ones in Midway, no, son. <laughs> nah. They were like the Beyonce concerts in town and everything like that. So I was like, I get the point. I understood the point. I was like, but then tell me I can't have a reservation. Then do that. You know what I mean? Like, do that. And don't have me call over here and y'all like, yeah, of course we got cars. And then you're like, yeah, we don't have shit. Well, that's, yeah. that's probably okay. why. That's pro- Beyonce was yeah. in town. Everybody needed a rental car to come into town or come out of town. Yeah, that, that checks out. Yeah. I get it. It makes sense. But just don't have reserving cars and you don't have a car is all I'm saying. Simple sold out. A simple sold out on your site would have saved us a lot of hassle, dog. And then you had to deal with somebody who's who's not dumb and myself who will sit there and, and check you for 15 minutes. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah, man. Straight up. But yeah, it worked out. Everything was great. Uh, my car ran smooth. It's awesome because I take pretty good care of it. And it, it all it all was great, honestly. It all worked out wonderfully. Wonderful. Uh, speaking of things working out, I guess let's talk some Bulls basketball. Things finally worked out between Ayo Dezumu, his representation, and our beloved Bulls because Friday afternoon, the news broke that the Bulls and Ayo struck an agreement on a new deal for three years and $21 million, fully guaranteed. You see there on your screen, if you're watching along on YouTube, Will, your projection of how the annual salaries of this could break down, and with a note there about how the Bulls are just about a half a million shy of that luxury tax line with still one roster spot to fill, and that is, of course, also including an assumption that Carleek Jones and his deal sticks around, that being only partially guaranteed. Uh, So... In case you missed it, go and uh, watch Will and uh, Mark's HQ from Friday when they broke down the breaking news just after it happened. But let's continue that discussion now. Big Dave, I'll get your thoughts first. Mm -hmm. Are you glad uh, to see the Bulls and Io come to this deal? Are you surprised? Did you believe the rumors swirling around from outside of Chicago that he was maybe actually on his way out? Uh, And yeah, 
uh, more or less happy to, happy that he's back and happy that it is uh, this three-year deal? Uh, yes, I'm happy he's back for sure. Yes, I'm surprised that he's back. Yes. Um, because the way it was setting up, it just didn't seem like that that was going to be the course of action uh, with the way they were signing everyone and him being kind of the final piece of it. And I'm like, okay, where does he kind of fit in this situation for the Chicago Bulls? Um, the Bulls, yeah, you're a better team with Ayo Dusumu. I really think that's what it boils down to for me, which is why I wanted him back. For whatever reason, we can sit and argue debate about his game, you know, about uh, the shooting or, you know what I'm saying, him as a starting point guard, whatever you want to do. When Ayo Dusumu is on your team, you're a better basketball team. It's just really that simple for me. So having him back um, was a surprise to me, but it also made me very, very happy because if you're really going to be a part of this uh, continuity that is continuing to be preached, then you got to bring guys back like Ayo, you know, who is the Chicago guy, you know, who's been for his rookie year going into year three, who is in year three can finally get a little, probably a little more comfortable you know, in his role and what he wants to do with this team. It won't be a starting role uh, coming in. It will be back to the bench like he was his rookie season where he honestly had his uh, most success. So that will be interesting to watch and see how he's used. I, I mentioned on the show, I'd like how he's more so used as, as, as Caruso is, which is positionless when he's out there because Caruso just guards everybody and, you know, feels every hole is in every lane, you know, doing those kind of things. Io does the same kind of thing. So to have those two guys out there on the floor can cause havoc. Having him continue to build a relationship with Kobe White and Patrick Williams is awesome. So yeah, it's it's good for me. And and of course, you know, CHGO. So so you know that's a part of it as well. Um, but I was surprised to to answer the second part. I, I was definitely surprised, man, because I I thought he was going to go somewhere else and continue his journey here in the NBA. But I'm I'm glad it's going to be here with the Bulls. It's funny you mentioned the Caruso positionless thing um, because every time I like tweet out a depth chart of where I think, you know, guys are going to be in the rotation, who they're going to play in front of or behind, I like end up moving Caruso around from like backup point guard to three to four. And no matter where I put him, there's just absolute outrage over the fact that a six, four guy could be the power forward or that I would put him as the backup point guard ahead of Io. Like they're just, Nobody knows what to do with Crusoe. But anyway, I digress. I, and I agree, Dave. I think um, if you're trying to be the best version of this continuity thing that you're trying to be, you got to bring back your guys. You got to like invest in your players. You got to develop your young guys. And you have to like put resources into making this group the best version of themselves that they can be. And I think that obviously includes I, I mean, He's a good basketball player, obviously, did not. Um, shoot the way that we would have hoped last year. Um, but I think he still contributes. He adds another element. I know people are talking about like redundancy with the rotation. Uh, and yes, there is some of that, but I think the biggest thing for me is when you look at the 2021, 22 season. Um, so two years ago when they won 46 games and Lonzo got hurt in January and Caruso was out for a bit and Zach was not right. He had the thumb and the knee. And all of a sudden the bottom just completely falls out and they go from being like the first team in the East at the deadline or at the uh, all-star break all the way down to like having, uh, I don't remember exactly what the record, but it was well below 500 for the second half of the season. I think in large part, that was due to the fact that they didn't have any depth. And so it's a good problem to have a lot of good players. And I think it, um, 
fosters competition. It helps guys get better. It helps them learn different skill sets because now in order to play, I just got to be a better shooter in order to play. Dale and Terry's got to develop, um, you know, his handle a little bit more so that he has a reason to be out there. Uh, so I think this is a good thing um, in terms of the money. And we can get into that here as you see uh, the breakdown of the salary. I was a little surprised about the numbers just because mm-hmm. it felt to me, as you were saying, Dave, like the way that things were shaking out, there just wasn't going to be room for him. And that if they were going to bring him back, it would either be on the qualifying offer, which was $5.2 million or on some longer term deal that was a little bit lower in starting salary. Right. So maybe less than the 5.2, but give him two or three years. Um, so it's like more guaranteed money over more years, but a, a smaller cap hit in that first year to sort of help keep the, the team away from that dreaded luxury tax. So to give him money above the qualifying offer and additional years, I was just surprised to see that. I mean, it, it indicates that the Bulls are willing to spend. Like you said, Matt, they still have a roster spot to fill, but um, they have less money than the veterans minimum salary to give out. So if they are going to fill out their, the last spot, they're going to be in the tax uh, barring a trade or something like that. So uh, it tells me that they are at least a little close, closer to being serious about going into the tax. We'll see if they actually do it. We'll see what happens. Uh, Carlique is obviously still not guaranteed. Even if they waive him, they would have to sign. Uh, I- I'm not sure they could do 15 um, roster spots and still stay below the tax. So it's interesting to see this. We'll see how the rest of the roster building shakes out. Um, I'm super happy for Io because I think he got a really good payday for himself and he'll get to stay with his hometown team, the team that drafted him, the team that developed him. Um, and I think the bulls are probably better off for it, even if they are deeper, even if they are like, they have more good players. I think these guys just need to like continue to compete against one another, develop their skills. And the other thing that I'll say is that these are movable contracts now, right? Like Kobe's mm-hmm. 11 million. I was making six or 7 million. Uh, Javon Carter's making six or 7 million. Um, the bulls have a lot of numbers that they can aggregate to get together to ship out, to bring in a bigger salary if they want to. And that's something that we really didn't have last year. Last year, it was like Caruso and Patrick Williams at 10 and everybody else like Lonzo, DeMar, Zach, Vooch, all around 20. And it's really difficult to get, uh, to, to pull off a trade for a bigger salary without totally disrupting your entire team. So I think this is good on a variety of different levels. It's good to retain your guys. It's good to retain the asset. Um, would it surprise me if now this is sort of like the indicator for more moves to come? Definitely not. But I think for all parties involved right now, this is a pretty good deal. Yeah, I see some people in the comments agreeing uh, with the fact that it seems to be a team-friendly deal, a movable deal, as you were just saying, Will. Thrown hat saying AK negotiated some solid contracts. Flexibility for moves. Drewish saying Io's contract is uh, will be very movable should AK ever find himself pondering that potential decision. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm good with this. Obviously, happy to have Io stick around uh, because it's a cool story. Uh, you know, somebody who played a mar- uh, played a high school ball at Morgan Park uh, became sort of a, a star uh, and a in a, a star level player at U of I, and then gets drafted by the Bulls. And as far as the whole role thing that you were talking about a minute ago, Dave, and feeling comfortable in that role, some Bulls fans might say, "Well, d- does he know what his role is?" I saw a lot of Bulls fans talking on Twitter over the weekend, like, well, where, you know, what, what's Iowa's role going to be? Is he the backup point guard? Is he backup two guard? Uh, is he going to get spot minutes? I know, Will, you and Mark touched on at some point in your episode Friday, the fact that, you know, Iowa saw his minutes take a pretty big hit 
in the back end of last season when he lost the starting job to Patrick Beverly um, and his minutes fell from, you know, uh, close to 30 per game down to around 20 per game. But so essentially, okay, if instead of Patrick Beverly being your starting point guard, Javon Carter's your starting point guard, you could see Io's role pretty much being the same, picking up where he left off at the beginning of this season compared to what he was getting uh, role-wise at the back end of last season. And then maybe the only variable there, and I agree with you, like Caruso, like whatever, throw him at the wing, throw him at the power forward spot for some minutes. You, you know, you got Zach as your starting two. Kobe is the one that I think maybe Bulls fans are a little bit confused on because it's like, okay, we brought Kobe White back on this new deal. And knowing Lonzo wasn't coming back, that was like, okay, well, is Kobe going to get another shot in training camp to try and earn the starting point guard spot? Or is it just going to be Javon Carter and Zach Levine? And that's what Billy's going to roll with. And then if so, then where do Io's minutes come in? And it's like, well, hey, Io and Kobe both got minutes last season towards the back end when Patrick Beverly was starting. So I don't necessarily think it is a too many back, you know, too many backcourt players problem that some Bulls fans might think it is. The one uh, thing I would say there is that the other player that you bring in, Torrey Craig, is going to get minutes at the four, and Patrick is still going to get minutes at the four, and that's where Caruso was playing a lot of his minutes. So I do think there is a little bit more of a crunch. But again, like you need to have – like the cream rises, right? You need to have the best players out there. And if Patrick isn't ready to contribute at a level that's higher than Torrey Craig, then he's not going to play. If Dalen Terry is not ready to contribute at a higher level than Io or Kobe, then he's not going to play. So I think this is a good thing for the team. I think it's not a great thing for necessarily for getting – uh, for player development in the form of getting reps at the NBA level. I think Dalen's going to spend a lot of time in the G League. Um, there's probably going to be times where either Javon or Kobe or Io aren't getting as many minutes. We saw that with Derek Jones and Javante Green last year. Um, but I do think there's going to be more of a minutes crunch. And I don't think that's a bad problem because it just means there's better players are going to be out there. If the goal is to develop the young players, yeah, maybe that's going to have to happen at the G League level or in you know, practices or training camp or whatever. But as we talked about all year, like the goal here does not seem to be developing the young guys, even though that's like, you know, uh, an ideal byproduct. The goal here is to win games. And that's why they weren't given Patrick Williams 50 pick and rolls per game. It's why, uh, you know, I wasn't getting the ball. It's why Kobe wasn't running point guard as the starter. So I just don't think that's like in the cards for this team. They'll find ways to do it. It may not be, as um, like forward facing as you might hope, but I think that the goal is still the same and that's to win basketball games. And in order to do that, you have to have your best players out there, but you also do need to bring along the young guys. Uh, let me ask uh, the two things you said, Matt. One, the answer to uh, where does Ayo play as far as position, the answer for me is yes. Point guard, sure. Shooting guard, okay. Cheat him at the three, great. Like he's, he's positionless for me. Like he can come in, and just fulfill whatever need you're going to need there on the floor. We saw many times where Ayo and Kobe were out there together. Kobe at the two, Ayo at the one, and they would switch doing that as well. So it's about the feeling of it. But the point is, he's going to have he's going to get on the floor, and once he's on the floor, he'll feel he'll dictate exactly what his position is supposed to be. You know, as far as who he's guarding, as far as what he's running, and Billy will dictate take that also. You know, what I'm saying depending on how the game is flowing. Uh, the other thing is, just to piggyback off of what we'll say about having the best players on the floor, that's the beauty of this for me, is now I'm not, to use my, my favorite word of last year, you're not beholden to certain things out there uh, anymore on the floor. Now it's, oh, if this guy is struggling, you can come out 
And I got somebody right there next, you know what I mean, that I can put up in that spot. And you can determine it based off of what is happening on the floor now. You can bring in guys simply based off of that. Not over what you have left on your bench, but of matchups. You can bring in guys based off of that now. You know Billy loves small guard lineups. You're going to see a bunch of that. You're going to see it because that's in his wheelhouse. So you're giving Billy what he likes as well at the same time with these multiple guards, with Io, with Caruso, with Kobe, with Javon Carter, those guys like that. So you're going to get to see all of the things that he likes to do well. Plus, you get to see Io do what he does well out there, which is move around and not really have a position, but maybe be the ball handler, but maybe be the slasher, but maybe be the guy spotting up in the corner, but maybe being the guy guarding the best player, the best guard on the team. It's, it's so many options you can really pick out and choose. And that's the good beauty of having good players, as we'll say, on your team, is you don't have to sit and wait around anymore and say, oh, man, this guy is struggling, but I got to leave him in because my guy needs rest right now. Or I got to leave him in because his size is better for this matchup here. None of that no more. You can forget that. Like, no, you ain't in there. Okay, your matchup isn't working. Let's switch this up. Let's do that. So I'm looking forward to the second half adjustments from Billy Donovan for having these guys on this team like this. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to see what adjustments he makes in that third quarter when they call that timeout at the eight-minute mark. You know, who you bringing in right there, you know, to fit this? Who, who's going to fit that? I'm interested to see what he does with that because now he has those options that he could kind of deal with now. All right, let's uh, take our first break. When we come back, we'll dive into the other news from the weekend, the Bulls filling out their third and final two-way uh, roster spot. And that meaning that Javon Freeman Liberty on his way out and up to Toronto. While we are sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching along on YouTube or catching the replay on YouTube, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. And, of course, if you aren't already, go ahead and subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Uh, Today's show brought to you by our friends at Circle K. Speaking of road trips, Dave, you and I were both on the Mm -hmm. road heading to various yes. spots in Michigan this past weekend. I yeah. I don't know if I love anything more than popping in to a spot off the highway in the middle of a road trip and getting some refuel in my gas tank and getting some refuel in my system in the form of mm. hydrating snack or hydrating beverages, caffeinated beverages, and delicious snacks. You can do all those things at Circle K. It's one of my favorite places, probably my favorite place to stop when I'm on the road having fun on my road trips. Um, they got all the all the snacks you could possibly ever need to keep your batteries charged on your road trip. Best deals, too. Incredible deals, whether it's their fuel, their snacks, uh, wherever you are on the road. And uh, especially, like, summer summertime in Chicago, when you, maybe you're heading out and going camping for the weekend and you need one more stop to make sure you got all your supplies. Or, oh, I forgot, we need a couple more bags of ice. Circle K's, they're always there for you. Whenever you need them, whenever you're in a bind, Circle K's are there for you, and I love them. And we appreciate their support <laughs> here at CHGO. So the next time you are venturing out with your buddies, with your family, for a summer getaway, for a road trip, wherever you're going from point A to point B, whatever you need in between point A and point B, hop off the highway, stop at one of your uh, friendly Circle K locations. Tons of locations in Chicago, tons of locations all over the place. Pop into a Circle K, grab what you need, and get back on the road. Appreciate Circle K for their support. Pop in to your nearest location. Mm. So I just got another text from Baby Joey. And he said, uh, next time when I send you the van, take the van. That's what he said to me. I was like, hey, man, 
So baby Joey was out here trying to send things to me, you know, and I didn't get it. I apologize, baby Joey. <laughs> I apologize, my man. I'm sorry. You know, you know why he's upset? Because he simply did not understand. He didn't get it. He don't understand. This is one of his problems in life is he just don't get it. And neither does Shady Rays. Shady Rays doesn't understand either. Why these glasses have to cost so much money? Why you have to pay so much for premium polarized shades on your face? Well, they set out to do something about that. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company. Offers world-class product. Just as good as any expensive pair you've ever put on your face. All the durable frames. All the extremely clear optics. The premium polarized shades at an affordable price for your outdoor. And as this person is about to prove by calling Matt Peck. Your indoor adventures. Look at them. And of course, the Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan. Hat gone. He hasn't thrown a hat in his house in a while. Congrats. Thanks Ooh. for doing that, Matt. But let's Man. just say those glasses hit, are on that hat. Hit the gap of my open door to my office, made it uh -huh. almost all the way to the foosball table. That had some good distance on it. It's impressive. Being been in his condo a couple of times, it's impressive. Trust me. It's an impressive feat. So, and, and what won't be impressive is those glasses breaking and sliding across, hitting the foosball table, and then sliding into the kitchen. He would be upset. But he would then remember he could put them back in the package, put them in the mail. Guess what? Shady Razor sent them back a brand new pair. No questions asked. Right back on his face. Just like that. Oh. And, of course, let's say you saw some glasses like you saw me this weekend looking as flies. I wanted to look rocking my Shady Rays. And you're like, dang, I want to do that. I want to put them glasses on. I want to look like Dave out there. And then you put them on, and you might be cool. I think you're going to be cool, but you can't be me. How about you put them on to get your own pair and be yourself and then send that back in and get you a pair that fits you. And as long as you do it within 30 days, there's no charge to you at all. They will send you your own pair with your own style within 30 days for free. No charge when you shop and no risk when you shop. And they always got your back. So, Exclusively for the listeners out there, y'all. Shady Rays giving away their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CAGO. Get yourself 50% off of two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. And try for yourself. The shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people because the Shady Rays or the Rays are oh so shady. Woo! <laughs> Did you tilt them down? Like, did you just do that? Always. You got Very you got to nice. do the CSI Miami when you are Very wrapping nice. up the ad read. Very nice, sir. Very nice. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Moving on, other Bulls news from the weekend. After the first rumor slash report came out, I don't know a month ago from a uh, Turkish uh, sports media outlet, we actually got confirmation that the Bulls' third and final two-way roster spot is going to Anurel Bitim who had played for the past two seasons in Turkey's Basketball Super League for uh, Bursa Spor uh, Club. 24-year-old, makes his way to the NBA finally. And uh, you see uh, there the tweet from Casey Johnson. The Bulls targeted Bitim for their final two-way deal, but we're still engaged with and exploring ways to sign uh, Javon Freeman-Liberty, according to his agent, Keith Glass. Round of situation in two-way. One out for now. We can get to JFL in a minute. Um, Will, you and Mark touched on the arrival of Bitim on the final two-way contract on Friday's HQ. Big Dave, what uh, what are your thoughts after hearing that this was a unconfirmed report slash 
rumor and now knowing that it's actually happening. I'm excited that it's actually happening. Um, Cause before, you know, you just thought it wasn't anymore. You saw him playing, uh, working out with the Houston Rockets. Uh, and so I just thought, Oh, okay, well, this isn't going to happen. I thought he would be for the summer league team. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, he just, it's not going to go down. Um, it won't happen like that. But as we've seen with this front office, they, they like being silent and quiet with certain things. So this is, this is um, no different right here in, in signing a uh, Bitum uh, or his OB as I'm going to probably call him as the season go. But I, I don't, I mean, I can't give you a breakdown of the player. I don't think anybody who hasn't really sat there and looked at him uh, sitting in the stands and spent a lot of time on watching him can give you a nice breakdown. Even though I've watched, I can't tell you countless, <laughs> countless videos on him when we heard, when I heard the first time that they were getting him. So I've, I've watched a lot about his game and I saw it. Um, I wish I could remember how my, oh, my friend described him as a, uh, a athletic Sabonis, <laughs> like Arturis Sabonis. He's like, he's like an athletic Sabonis. I was like, that's a pretty good basketball player. Like, <laughs> like if it's an athletic Sabonis, dude, like seriously, that's pretty damn good if that's the case. But a guy who can create his own shot, a guy who shoots a really high percentage from three, who who can dunk, you know, who can get up a little bit, who's got a lot of goon in him just for the way that he plays, uh, a lot of fire in him when he plays like that. Defensively, it's okay. I, I wasn't like, you know, blown away or bowled over anything like that. Uh, but we'll see what it is here in the NBA and how it works out. And more importantly, I think uh, Arturis in the front office are really high on him because they actually made him this offer over uh, Javon Freeman Liberty, who they still were trying to keep like that, but he wasn't obviously wasn't the priority. And it feels like OB was the priority, you know, in signing him and getting him his two-way deal. So they got the guy they really, truly wanted. Uh, I hope it works out uh, for the Bulls because that just means more wins for the Chicago Bulls. So, yeah, I'm excited to see it, Matt, and to see what he can bring uh, to this team. Yeah, I my sort of general thought on it, on the show Friday was like that I just don't really know enough to have a strong take either way. Like he seems like he can get his own shot off. He seems like he's played at a high level in the Turkish league and in the Euro cup league, he also put up some numbers. The efficiency dropped off a little bit. Um, You can reference the article that I wrote on Friday um, at lchshare.com to see like specifically what the numbers were. And I put some videos in there as well. Um, So I asked around a little bit from some people in the league and, you know, I think he's still a little bit of a mystery, but one person told me that um, he's got pretty good size. He's an okay athlete, um, not a great athlete. I think he's got like some vertical top, but not necessarily the like shiftiest or quickest. Um, And because he put up big numbers last year and because he's still relatively young, he had a lot of uh, buzz around the league. So I think teams are interested. I'm certainly interested to see, how he will perform at the G league level. The one thing I'll say is like, I don't want to like let the hype get too far ahead of itself because, you know, he probably had some options out there um, to go to other teams, to go to potentially, you know, like a big league roster spot. um, And obviously ended up with the bulls in the two way spot. So I don't know if you can really like necessarily say he's going to come in and be like an all-star or anything like that. I mean, that would be a huge surprise to me. Um, but he's got some intriguing skills. I think he's got, um, you know, the, the ability to score off the dribble at that age with that size. I mean, I think that's definitely something to be interested in. So I'm really curious to see what he looks like. We'll probably get a chance to talk with him, um, at some point here soon with 
Javon Carter and Tory Craig, um, and just to get to watch him and practice a little bit and see what he does at the G. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll just kind of have to see these these guys who are playing in lower level, lower tier leagues in Europe. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. It's just like they're not as heavily scouted as the Spanish league. Um, right. It's just it's harder to know how those guys will translate. Yeah, I mean, like I, like most, I assume, was not familiar with him until those rumors came out earlier this summer. And then I went and found some tape on on YouTube uh, a bit to him and I watched it. And and then when this uh, news happened over the weekend, I went back and rewatched some and found some more and watched those. And again, it's, it's, it's hard to gauge a firm, strong opinion. But obviously, there are some things that you can see for yourself. Uh, you mentioned that you had some of his numbers in your reaction column, Will. Nearly seven three-point attempts per game uh, for his Turkish team last season and knocked those seven attempts per game down at a 41% clip. You got to love that. And what what I noticed, uh, as far as just a couple of things I noticed watching the film on him, is that he is a confident and willing three-point shooter. And, <laughs> he and, he'll, he'll let, he'll, and he'll let him fly from well behind the arc at times if he has yeah. an open spot. If he sees an opening, he'll shoot. And you love that. As a Bulls fan, because last season we were – pulling our hair out saying somebody shoot the damn ball when you have an open look and they passed up those open looks. The other thing that I noticed watching his tape that I liked aside from the fact that he appears to be a very competent and confident three-point shooter is his creative playmaking and passing, especially Mm -hmm. in transition opportunities on offense. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that is something that the bulls offense that was humming lost when Lonzo went down two seasons ago. And they never got it back. Like the Bulls have not been a very strong fast break and transition offense team since Lonzo went down. And I'm not saying that he's going to come in and be a regular part of Billy's rotation. And that will add some of those missing points back that the Bulls lost. I'm just saying it's something I liked when I saw him because it's something along with three-point shooting that I feel like the Bulls offense has been missing recently because they're not getting a lot of easy points. Last season when they were losing games and losing games by two points three points four points and you say man one or two more you know competent fast breaks and this and this is a win just like we said one or two more made threes and this is a win with the the no true point guard system that they have zach and and demar being primary ball handlers and who's gonna handle the ball every time down the floor i i i like the potential at least possibility of adding another creative passer to this bulls offense that's a great yeah, point. and I think That's we great point. Yeah, that is a really good point. We talked about it a little bit uh, with Io and Javon and Kobe, and like this idea that there isn't really a clear cut point guard on the roster. And I think we have guys that can play there. I think there are guys that can fill, um, you know, especially that sort of like three and D point of attack role that can be, mm-hmm. you know, a low usage guy next to Demar and Zach and Booch. Um, but there's not really like a table setter. And so I, I think, you know, he maybe falls into that category a little bit, but um, I think that's still an area of, you know, that the Bulls need to fill because it's it's really difficult for a guy like Zach or DeMar to set the table and to be the one that's getting the table set for. It's just like, it's, correct. it's almost impossible. And, and, and what makes that even more uh, correct, what he's saying is, and both of you, actually what both of you are, uh, are saying is when Lonzo got the ball, everybody knew immediately what to do. And that was run. That was it. Like, and when you have those guys, you just mentioned when they get the ball, people don't really necessarily think that, 
you know, like maybe we should run right now or who's going to bring it up or should we be setting up? You know, it's questions being asked. When you're questioning yourself when the ball is in play, you've already lost. So it should just be reactions at that time. And that was the great thing about Lonzo. If what I say all the time is, you know, great point guards are move thinking. There was no thinking. There was we running. That's it. Period. We out. And so getting a guy like that who maybe can help instill that back in the Bulls' minds is great because the Bulls are also built to be a team that gets out in transition and runs. Like think of the guys that had those good seasons with Lonzo, like Javon, Javante Green, you know, and, and how good Zach was, you know, out there running in transition. And I always great in transition. Uh, also, like those guys are really good at running and filling those lanes and things like that. So, yeah. And again, we're not saying like this guy's going to come out here game one and be starting and doing these things right now. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that's a good skill set uh, to have because that is something that this team is definitely lacking outside three point shooting and something that they really need, really, really, really need on the team. Oh, sorry, Will. I thought you were going to add a thought to that. Um, yeah, I, so again, this is uh, an unknown prospect for the most part, other than what we can see from him uh, from his game tape on YouTube. We'll see how he factors in. I, I will be intrigued to see, uh, assuming he starts with uh, getting minutes with the Windy City Bulls, watching the first couple of their games and, and hoping to see if he gets minutes to get a closer look at him and how he could potentially help this Bulls team if he is needed. But the other side of that coin, of course, is that as we were watching in summer league and then when we got back from summer league and we're still talking about this available two-way spot, the fact that there were a couple of, you know, vet minimum deals still hanging around there and what we saw and were impressed by from uh, Javon Freeman Liberty in summer league and wondering if he could grab one of those spots. That is not the case. Uh, the news kind of coupled with this arrival of bit in Chicago. There you see it from Woj uh, on uh, Friday that uh, Javon has agreed on a two-way contract with the Raptors, his agents, Luke and Keith Glass, tell ESPN. JFL uh, averaged 21 points for the Bulls in the Vegas Summer League. What, what, what's the level of disappointment for you, Dave, that, uh, that Javon, obviously happy news for him, getting an opportunity here on a two-way contract in Toronto, but disappointment level that it is not here in Chicago staying with the Bulls program? Uh, it's probably like a seven or an eight. Um, and keep in mind, this isn't anger. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not angry or nothing like that. I'm di I, but disappointment is, is the right word to say, Matt, because, yes, definitely uh, disappointed that he's not going to be getting a chance here. Uh, but I'm happy he's getting a chance because he deserves to get out there and play. Now, I don't know if I should be mad or I, or I should be disappointed or if I should be applauding the Bulls. Because I'm thinking, like, yeah, I'm disappointed he's not going to be here to do those things, but should I applaud them because to, they allowed him to go get the best deal for himself, which is Toronto, and Toronto having an opportunity to get out there and play, not just be a guy signed at G League and a, or a guy just sitting on the end of the bench. Toronto will have room for him to play. And so that's the best situation for him. And I can't really be mad at a guy, especially from the city, you know, putting himself in the best situation to be better. Um, but it is disappointing because I would like to see it here um, because you saw the skill, man. Like you just saw it, not even just summer league. There were games in the G league where what was that game? He had like 37 and he hit like six or seven threes in that game. Like he showed it that he can really do this. 
And I, I, I'm happy he gets to do it there. I'm disappointed it won't be here with the Bulls. Um, and he obviously, like I said earlier, wasn't the high priority. It obviously was OB. You're getting him that two-way, and that's cool. And they tried to get him in. You know what I mean? They, they wanted to, but couldn't. It was also a guy that was under their development. You know what I'm saying? Like doing it like that also. So that also stings a little bit as well because you put in a little time with him and then, you know, he's out. He gets to leave and go somewhere else and, you know, bring his talents that way. But, yeah, I'm disappointed that that it won't be here. But I am definitely happy for him that he gets a chance to go out there and show what he can do, man. And and I think he's definitely going to do that. Yeah. um, I think – so I guess like the first thought I think is, is what you said, Dave, it's just like, you see this guy put up 21 a game in summer league, you've had him in your system for a full year with Windy city and you have a G league spot or a two way spot open. Uh, You also have a regular season roster spot open. Um, So like what, what is the disconnect? And I think that's actually an area that, we should be focusing on is like they had the opportunity to sign this guy. They had every opportunity to sign this guy. They've seen what he can do uh, in Windy City. They've been with him through, you know, like this whole past year and summer. And they still felt like he was not the guy that they wanted to spend that third two-way roster spot on. And let's also remember the fact that last year was only two two-way roster spots. Now they've increased that number to three. So I really do think they had every opportunity to bring this guy home and they chose not to. So like, does that tell you they like severely messed up or does that tell you they like felt like they kind of knew he wasn't going to be that guy for them? Um, Maybe a little bit of each, but I do think that's another way to think about it. Just they had, they had like the inside track with this guy. They knew him better than any other team could have. And they still decided that they would let him walk. I think, um, Surely the Bitim signing changed that. Like they, they weren't going to bring in both. Obviously they didn't have the spot, but, but also like, I mean, that was the domino that needed to fall for him to then go out and get another role with another team. They could have used their final roster spot on him. Obviously didn't think that was worth it. Um, so, you know, that's the decision they made. It's like, it's not, they're not like taking a chance on this situation. Like this was an intentional move that is going to either come back to bite them or it's not, mm-hmm. but um, I, I don't think this was just like a decision that they sort of fell into. Like they obviously had time and ability. And I think that that's the key there, the ability more so than any other team to determine whether this was somebody they wanted to move forward with. And they didn't. All right. We'll continue this conversation coming up in a minute after we take our second quick break here, uh, more on JFL going to Toronto and not staying with the bulls while we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, hit that thumbs up. If you haven't done it yet. What are you waiting for? Uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping. A place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of their high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. It's your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. They offer easy online, uh, easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Plus, they offer their great transparent loyalty a program that they refer to Sunnyside Rewards for their frequent members. You can go all over 
Illinois, not just Chicago, all over Illinois and find these Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary locations from the city to the Burbs, Brigleyville to River North, Champaign, even all the way up in South Beloit. They offer flour for all you old school folks like me out there. If you still want to rock that way, they got tinctures, of course, the vapes, the pens, all that good stuff, and an incredible variety of selection of those edibles that people love so much. My personal favorite, the brunch orange flavored good news gummies. I get the hybrid gummies mm. from good news. Mm, treat me right. Had a mm. had a halfer when I got home from my road trip yesterday back from Mish. Nice way to just round out the day sitting on the couch chilling. <laughs> mm, I love it. And for all of our listeners, viewers out there, here's the offer. Now through August, head to sunnyside.shop. Use that promo code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with their other promotions. But it's not only for new customers. Even returning customers can use that promo code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your order. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must it be 21 or over or an Illinois med card holder? Sunnyside.shop. Now, everybody should strive to be like Matt. My man spends a weekend in Mish on a boat, drinking brews, and kicking it. And still on a Sunday coming back, needed that gummy just to wind down and chill out. Strive summer, to be like that, ladies and gentlemen. Summer gents. pack doesn't <laughs> mess around, Dave. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Strive to be like this, ladies and gentlemen. That is amazing. Oh, because you know what I just mentioned, what he was doing up there? Beer. That's what he was doing. Having some brews, doing his thing, hanging out. And, of course, the brew of choice is always the Goose Island Beer Company. It's our people here at CHGO, man. And not just because they're awesome, wonderful individuals, because they are, but because the beer is incredible, which it is. Don't believe me? Well, try that Goose Island IPA, because we got six of them medals on them. That's what they got from the Great American Beer Fest. They didn't luck in the one, fall ass backwards into the other one. Nah, six of them things around the neck. That's how they roll, and that's why it's delicious. Also, the Tropical Beer Hug, a.k.a. the Herb Lawrence, 9.9% alcohol. Dangerously easy to drink, as Herb proved to me, and I still can't believe it. The 312 Wheat Ale, which is the classic, and of course, the Matt and Big Dave special, the Full Pocket Pilsner. It's our favorite, the everyday beer, what the brewers are drinking, and what the people who drink what the brewers are drinking are also drinking. Get you a gummy and figure that one out. So. Go grab you that ultra-fresh beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clyde Point Avenue and Lincoln Park or from that tap room on Fulton Street in West Town because it's the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all, called, oh, y'all, Chicago's beer and the true taste of Chicago. I need a gummy as well. <laughs> oh. Mm. Thank you very Thank much, you. Kev. Thank you, Kev. Getting them gooseneck honks. Um, so we, we got some people in the comments uh, tossing some uh, opinions about the whole uh, Javon Freeman Liberty versus uh, Bitim. Uh, Clinton Sanson with a strong take in the comments saying Javon's going to have no mercy at all on the Bulls when he plays them. He'll possibly bust 40 to 50 points while Bitim sits on the bench biting his nails in the G League. Wow. Okay. So we know where Clinton falls right. on this debate between Bitim and JFL. 
Um, Throne Hat thinks that it's uh, Toronto is a better place for Javon to end up. Horrible idea, meanwhile, thinks maybe we can get Spencer Dinwiddie back to offset the loss of JFL. Uh, now, Black- his was more disappointing. Like, Spencer Dinwiddie, that was more frustrating because we knew what Denzel Valentine was. And we was like, no, nah, dude, this dude, you should got that dude on the team over him. He looks way better. This one is different because, honestly, I don't know what Bitsum is. I can't hang my hat on anything about him. You know, all I have to do is understand that the front office actually is really high on this guy and it's been high on him uh for months and i don't he might turn out to be a player he might not but i guarantee you this no for sure like oh this dude is not gonna be that guy like because i just don't know it yet and just to like clarify what i was saying i think if javon freeman liberty turns into a stud i think this is like what i'm trying to say here is that this is where the front office is like opening themselves up to a lot of criticism right? Because they could have done something and didn't. Um, If Bittim turns into a stud, this is where they get a lot of credit because they chose the right guy over the wrong one. Um, But I think a lot of people are like scarred by Dinwiddie, scarred by Max Struess. And I get that, but each guy is his own player, right? Like you can't just say this happened before with another player. So it's going to happen again with this new guy. That's just not how it works. Like you got to learn lessons one way or another, and I do think you need to be careful about that. And they certainly learned the hard way that, you know, these guys can turn themselves into players. Um, but also, like, it's a different player. We just don't know. Um, so I, I don't think either of them are really going to have, like, a ma- major role with the Bulls next year. We've talked about the, the roster crunch. We've talked about uh, the minutes distribution. And, and we'll have about two more months here of talking about nothing but that. Uh, but mm-hmm. – I just, I think that this is going to be one of those things where you point to the front office and say like, this was a really bad move and you should get criticized for it. Or this was a really smart move and you got to get a lot of praise for it because a lot of times with transactions, with trades, with free agent guys, um, like we don't know what was out there, right? We, we hear that Zach Levine is on the trade block and that they didn't trade him, but that doesn't mean we like know what offers they turned down. Um, we, we don't know whether they've like discussed certain numbers with IO or Kobe white and like ended up overpaying them. Um, Like it just, the NBA doesn't work in a vacuum like that. Um, And we don't know what else was out there. We don't know, um, you know, who else could have been interested, but we do know that they had this guy in their building, which is something that they love to say. We know that they had every opportunity to sign him and they chose not to. So this is, this is an area where like, we do know what the alternative was and I think that really opens them up to either praise or criticism. We just don't know yet, and we'll have to see. Yeah, and, and speaking of don't know yet, as, as far as JFL, I thought it was interesting that little um, tidbit that Casey included in his tweet that after they brought in Bitim on the final two-way uh, spot, that they were still in communication uh, with Javon and, and his representatives trying to find a way right. to maybe keep him in Chicago, and it didn't work out that way. The Raptors mm-hmm. said, here's a two-way offer. Here it is right now. And Javon and Javon took it, and good for him for doing so. It does make me think about what other moves we might still not know are on the horizon with this team. As we discussed, mm-hmm. there's an open roster spot. There's Carly Jones's only partial guarantee. Um, and as as you mentioned, Will, now with Io's deal, they are right up against that luxury tax with mm-hmm. one or possibly two roster spots left to fill. Does the fact that they didn't sign Javon to some deal mean that they have other plans? 
um, you know, obviously the free agent market is dwindling now. There are still a handful of names out there. Maybe they come into the season with an open roster spot because, I mean, you could. You could. Then there's also the possibility that they try and uh, get creative during the season before the trade deadline. Maybe to get back under luxury tax or to add more talent if they feel like this team could actually make a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Whatever reasons they had to decide that JFL was not getting that last two-way spot because they clearly have the you know googly eyes for this uh, this Bitim guy <laughs> and weren't ready to say goodbye to Carly Jones and give uh, his spot to Javon or s- sign Javon to that 15th and final spot while having Carly mm-hmm. still around. I'm not like pounding the table out of frustration because of that right now. If like you said, Will, it's it's all circumstantial. Let's see what Javon looks like and what kind of minutes he gets playing on a two way for Toronto. Let's see what uh, Bitim does uh, on a two way with the Bulls, and then and then we can make a decision. I know that I liked Javon in summer league, and I thought that this guy is talented enough to get a shot at least to prove mm-hmm. what he can do on an NBA team. And now I'm glad that hopefully he will get that on a two-way in Toronto. But, I, you know, whoever it was who was saying like, oh, dude, you know, Javon's going to come and play the Bulls and drop 40 or 50 on us. Dropping 40 in a G League game or a Summer League game does not mean you're going to do that in the NBA. It means you're one of the handful of best players in Summer League or the G League, and maybe you deserve to be on an NBA roster. But it's you're, you're comparing apples and oranges. So – um, yeah, I'm sad that Javon's first shot didn't end up being here with the Bulls, but I'm mostly happy for him, and I'm curious to see what happens. Same thing I'm saying. Like, that's it. Like, I'm very happy for him. I hope he has success uh, in Toronto. In Toronto, And like I said, he went to a place that's going to give him an opportunity to be out there on the floor, whereas I don't know if he was going to get that opportunity because, as Will, Will stated earlier, they're not right now in the business of developing guys. So he – so we don't know what he was going to do, you know, or if he would get the opportunity to get on the floor here. I still would have kept them to find out, you know, because it's hard. I don't like letting people go who can create their own shot. That's not I'm not a fan of that. I It was like Antonio Blakeney, uh, Matt. Like I was like, yeah, he can't play. But let me see him get out there because that dude's going to shoot. You know, what I mean, he's going to create something. Let me see what he can do first. You know, what I mean, OK, everything else I don't like about his game. OK, he can go. But. I'm not in the habit of getting rid of guys who can who can do that because the Bulls don't have a lot of that. You know, they got probably one or two guys that can really, or maybe three guys who can uh, create their own shot on this team. So having somebody who can do that is very helpful. So, but again, uh, OB can do that as well. He created his own shot, but they took a gamble. And like Will said, like it's a, it's riding on that and it's a risk. And I'm comfortable with them taking calculated risk if they feel like this player might be a better fit for them than this other player. I'm I'm cool with that. That's you running your organization. I'm okay with that. But I'm okay with you opening yourself up to the criticism because that means you're also opening yourself up to the praise. Like you can't get, you know, you got to get it some kind of way, man. You can't be scared out here. So scared money ain't making none at all. And they're not afraid right now to make these moves. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see, but we'll be in their ass or we'll be patting them on the back either way. <laughs> like we'll find out. Speaking of in their ass and patting them on the back, kudos and goodbye to Denzel Valentine, who did sign a deal <laughs> with uh, whatever that team is, the Sydney Swingers Sydney, or Sydney whatever. Of the, the yeah, 
the call. Oh, I'm, I'm sticking with Sydney Swingers. Um, Denzel Valentine <laughs> is right. now uh, a player over there in Sydney. I, I saw a tweet from our guy, Marquet, who said Denzel deserves Sydney and Sydney deserves Denzel. I'm guessing that's just some sort of like Melbourne hate on Sydney from our guy, Mark, who lives in Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> out. But yeah, speaking of uh, former Bulls who love chucking, Antonio, Denzel, all just all just finding their own paths through this crazy thing we call life. Um, that is it for today. Quick reminder before we head out of here, uh, because there were a few more developments on it, uh, in a meeting we had earlier today, Bulls Fest quickly approaching August 19th and 20th, Saturday and Sunday, right here in Chicago, parking lot outside the United Center. We'll be there hanging out. We may even be doing a show from there. Uh, but either way, Mm. we are excited for it. Looking forward to it and, uh, hope as many of y'all out there in Bulls Nation as you can, Come out there and hang out with us at Bulls Fest. Yay, they moved it. It's not Labor Day weekend this year. August 19th and 20th, we will be there hanging out at Bulls Fest with our fellow Bulls fans. Can't wait for that. Also, sale in the CSGO merch locker starts tomorrow. The 25th of July runs all the way through July 30th. It's our CHGO merch locker summer sale. We're talking 50% off, people, in our CHGO merch locker sale. That starts tomorrow. Get some shopping done. Whatever birthday you got coming up, whatever holiday's coming up, get your holiday shopping done early. Pick your favorite shirts, your favorite merch at CHGO's Merch Locker. And take advantage of that awesome summer sale. Starting tomorrow, running through July 30th. We are back tomorrow. We will be back back in studio. Until then, you can follow Will on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb. If you haven't read it yet, read read everything he wrote over the weekend covering this news about Io and the Bulls three-way rosters. third two-way roster spot uh big dave is on twitter that's right twitter at b-a-w-l sports on bulls underscore peck b-r-c-h-o underscore bulls shout out and thanks to our producer ken wells on the controls today we will talk to y'all tomorrow bulls nation until then thanks for tuning in hit that thumb see red be good Peace.